No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand so that those who come, come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will, that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken from him. Thank you. Please be seated. It's good to be together again as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless us in this time we spend together here today. There comes a point in a young child's life when they not only gain a little more mobility, but they also gain enough stature, enough height, to where they are finally able to reach the light switch. And soon thereafter, they discover the authority which they now possess through that little switch on the wall. And with one tiny little finger, they now have command of almost every light in the house. And oh, how little children love to turn on the light. Well, my dear friends, the God of all creation has control of the light. And he loves to turn it on. He loves to enlighten the world and the lives of his people. And his desire is that everyone would come into the light of his truth and his love. Indeed, God's very first act of creation was to say, let there be light. And there was light even before the fixtures of the sun, the moon, and the sky stars were set in their places. During the captivity of God's people in Egypt, even though the land of Egypt was thrown into total darkness during the ninth plague, yet Scripture tells us that all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Following their deliverance from Egypt, God provided a pillar of fire as He led His people to the promised land. At Pentecost, tongues of fire rested on the heads of the disciples as indicators of the Holy Spirit who would enlighten the hearts of the disciples and, 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 and the lives of those who would come to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus' victorious death and resurrection. And then especially at this time of the year, we love to recall how angels lit up the night sky as they had proclaimed the news of the Savior's birth. And how the light of a star led the Magi to where the Christ child was at. Oh, how God loves to turn on the light. And this truth should come as good news to you and to me today. Because the darkness of sin is in such sharp contrast to God's light. It is a stark reality in our world. All we have to do is watch the news, read the papers, surf the internet... Or just go out in public and where we go to school or where we go to work. Just even going to the store. And you come across incidents of darkness everywhere you go. The darkness of sin. 
blackening, destroying the lives of individuals everywhere. This in and of itself should really be no surprise to us as Jesus himself proclaimed, men loved darkness instead of light. And even we as Christians know just how true this is, not only in our lives, but even deep down in our own hearts. Paul Deventier, in his book of short meditations entitled, By the Way, tells about once being in a mine, and he writes, it is pitch black, water drips, and the boards used to shore up those sides creak. Miners can testify to the complete and total darkness beneath the surface of the earth. They also know how dangerous it is. Mines have side shafts and tunnels in which a person can be hopelessly lost, and they must avoid dangerous pitfalls. From a spiritual standpoint, is that not a fitting description of the world in which we live, sometimes even of our own lives? Oh, how we need a light to lighten our path through the darkness caused by sin. And that is where, my friends, God gave us that light in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, through His birth, His life, His death, His resurrection. Jesus brought life and light to any and all who would believe in Him and follow Him. As Jesus Himself said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Today and every day, my friends, you and I can give thanks and praise to Almighty God that the light of truth, that the light of Christ has shined on us and is ablaze within us. He has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. In baptism, the Holy Spirit floods the dark places of our lives, of our souls, with the light of faith. As Martin Luther wrote in his explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed, the Holy Spirit enlightens us with His gifts. Yes, God loves to turn on the light. And what a difference it has made in our lives and continues to make. He dispels the dark night of ignorance, of unbelief, and of sorrow, and lights up every dark place with His shining forgiveness, grace, and love. Many hospitals today, more and more, especially hospitals that have been built as of recent, the outside walls of patient rooms are being designed with a significant amount of glass. In fact, in some hospitals, it's from floor to ceiling. Now, on first thought, we might think, well, that doesn't provide much privacy for the patient. But there is evidence that points to an undeniable correlation between the amount of sunlight and the speed of a patient's recovery. Well, my friends, under the cross of Christ, the healing light of God's love for us pours down upon us, giving us healing and growth in the light of Christ. There also is an undeniable correlation between the amount of light that shines on us and the level of spiritual health that we experience in our day-to-day -day living. 
Thanks be to God for the light that He has caused to shine upon us in our hearts, in our lives. But it should not, indeed it must not end with you and with me. A number of years ago, a large office building was left in the dark during a brownout in Chicago. Everyone scurried to locate a flashlight, but they weren't having much success. Finally, in a rarely used storage area, someone found a candle. Now they would have light, but someone cynically said, but what good is one candle in a building of this size? No sooner did they light the one candle and they realized that the entire storeroom was filled with box after box of candles. My friends, I want you to think about what we do each year. Whenever we gather together on Christmas Eve, and that moment where we light the candles and sing Silent Night, that moment of worship is not a mere act of sentiment. It truly is a picture. In its own way, it is a parable of the kind of people that you and I are called to be as followers of Jesus Christ. As we spread the light of the gospel of Jesus, one by one, with those who are closest to us, the light of God's mercy and grace not only begins to spread, but it begins to change lives even for eternity. A little girl and her mother visited a cathedral one day, and the daughter was fascinated by all the beautiful things that she saw, the the gold on the columns, the colorful paintings on the walls, and even on the ceilings, and especially she was taken back by the stained glass windows. And the daughter asked, Mama, who are all those people in in, in the windows? And the mother said, well, those are some of the Bible stories I've told you about. Those Those are the saints. And she said, saints, somewhat puzzled by what her mother said. But then all of a sudden she blurted out, oh, the saints, I get it. Those are the people who let the light shine through. And she understands correctly. You see, my friends, according to Scripture, not only is Jesus assigned the title of light of the world, but Jesus takes that title that's ascribed to him And He declares to you and to me, you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or or puts it under a bed. Instead, He puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see it. In the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You see, the the light of Christ that shines in our heart is intended by Almighty God to not just simply be for you and for me and our well-being, but God intends for that light within us to radiate through us to impact the lives of those who are around us. And as you and I live as children of light in word and deed, The Holy Spirit not only shines through us, but the Holy Spirit begins to shine the light of God's love onto the lives of those around us, to shatter the darkness that is in their lives, and to enlighten them with the light of Christ, 
to where they too begin to benefit from the light of God's love. Max Lucado in his book, A Gentle Thunder, tells the story of the cave people. Long ago, or maybe not so long ago, there was a tribe in a dark, cold cavern. The cave dwellers would huddle together and cry against the chill. Loud and long, they wailed. It was all they did. It was all they knew. The sounds in the cave were mournful, but the people didn't know it, for they had never known joy. The spirit in the cave was death, but the people didn't know it, for they had never known life. But then one day they heard a different voice. I have heard your cries, it announced. I have felt your chill, and I have seen your darkness. I have come to help. The cave people grew quiet. They had never heard this voice. Hope sounded strange to their ears. How can we know you've come to help? Trust me, he answered. I have what you need. And the cave people peered through the darkness at the figure of the stranger. He was stacking something and then stooping and stacking more. What are you doing? One cried, nervous. The stranger didn't answer. What are you making? One shouted even louder. Still no response. Tell us, demanded the third. The visitor stood and spoke in the direction of the voices. I have what you need. And with that, he turned to the pile at his feet and lit it. Wood ignited, flames erupted, and light filled the cavern. The cave people turned away in fear. Put it out, they cried, it hurts our eyes. Light always helps before it hurts, he answered. Step closer, the pain will soon pass. Not I, declared a voice, nor I agreed a second. Only a fool would risk exposing his eyes to such light. The stranger stood next to the fire. Would you prefer the darkness? Would you prefer the cold? Don't consult your fears. Take a step of faith. For a long time, no one spoke. The people hovered in groups, covering their eyes. The fire builder stood next to the fire. It's warm here, he invited. He's right, one from behind him announced. It's warmer. The stranger turned and saw a figure slowly stepping toward the fire. I can open my eyes now, she proclaimed. I can see. Come closer, invited the fire builder. She did. She stepped into the ring of light. It's so warm, she extended her hands and sighed as her chill began to pass. Come, everyone, feel the warmth, she invited. Silence, woman, cried one of the cave dwellers. Dare you lead us into your folly? Leave us. Leave us and, and, and take your light with you. She turned to the stranger. Why won't they come? They choose the chill. For though it's cold, it's what they know. They'd rather be cold than change. And live in the dark? And live in the dark. The now warm woman stood silent. 
looking first at the dark and then at the man. Will you leave the fire? He asked. She paused and answered, I cannot. I cannot bear the cold. Then she spoke again, but nor can I bear the thought of my people in darkness. You don't have to, he responded, reaching into the fire and removing a stick. Carry this to your people. Tell them the light is here and the light is warm. Tell them the light is for all. And so she took the small flame and stepped into the shadows. My dear friends, you and I have people in our lives who are living in darkness and have no idea what the warmth and the light of God's love is all about. You and I have opportunity, especially at this time of the year, to take the light of Christ that shines in us and to share it with those around us. There is a world around us that is longing for someone who will just come along and turn on the light. In love, let you and me be the ones who flip the switch. Let us be the ones who take the light of Christ to them in word and in deed. Let us be lights for all to see. God grant that for Jesus' sake. Amen.